0: friends, and welcome to this week's podcast with St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church. So glad that you're tuning in today and being a part of uh, what we like to call our digital discipleship. We're looking for ways that we can continue to help disciple people who maybe can't come to church on Sunday mornings because of work or illness or travel, uh, but at the same time understanding that God has blessed us with this opportunity. And so today in studio, I'm glad to have uh, my friend, my colleague, the woman with the good shoes, Pastor <laughs> Stephanie. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Okay, so I have this question for you. Everybody. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> I
0: remember one of the first questions you asked me that caught me off guard. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you that one. <laughs> okay, minute. thank you. Uh,
1: you're welcome. Um, but I'm, th- I'm sitting here thinking while you're saying... Uh, you know a digital discipleship and for people that are not with us on Sunday morning. So I have this question for you. If you Ooh. I know, are you ready? If you could put yourself in the position of a of a not clergy. Okay, so a lay Which person. is which is hard for me to right, do. Right, cuz you've been that for clergy for over most half of my your life, life. Yeah. yeah. So if you were not clergy and you were a a regular church goer, tell me what your favorite version of digital discipleship
0: would be okay so i'm old school you yes, know i okay. mean and, and i do remember before i was clergy uh-huh. uh primarily when i got into college yes that uh i thought wow you know if i'm going to be a preacher because i knew i was called at that point yeah. and i don't know the bible very well and what am i going to do uh when I would work uh-huh. with uh, my dad, when I would yeah. drive around sometimes going to in front places, yeah. I'd listen to the radio. Yes. And so something that I could broadcast while I was driving yes. was helpful. And, uh-huh. of course, that was part of our original intent with the podcast is, well, let's let's make yeah. it uh, X length so You know, people can listen to it on their daily commute or whatever.
1: Perfect. Yeah, that's what I wondered if it would be the podcast because I knew you liked radio.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've got to throw that question back at you.
1: Okay. Uh, Let me see if I can. Your non-clergy days. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's right.
0: Uh,
1: You know, I think I probably enjoy the most any of videos because I'm I'm like you. I do like to listen to the radio, so I'm I like to multitask like that. But I do enjoy a good like uh, video experience. Uh So yeah, I think like a Sunday morning online service or like we do our daily devotionals, like those on video, I think those are pretty cool. But you know, we've been having fun conversations recently about thinking outside the box and what would it look like to be doing digital discipleship in an innovative way. And so it's just fun to brainstorm and think about what our own personal preferences
0: are with that. And and it would not be just if we did not say that now uh, in redoing our podcast, restarting it up, we do have our third person, our yes, sound do. engineer. And so he must now
1: answer, answer the, the question. question.
0: So Jeff, <laughs> what is your favorite mode of digital discipleship?
2: You know, I don't know if I've got a favorite. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm kind of a blend guy. Okay. Um, back when I originally went to college, is going to be a teacher, and oh, wow. we learned. I was yeah. certainly
0: going to say going to be a DJ, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I
2: was going to be a teacher, and one of the three different types of learning that we were taught. There's mm-hmm. audio, people that respond more to right. audio, uh-huh. people that respond more to video.
0: Uh-huh. I, I'm a visual person, yes, so right, that and the right.
2: third makes sense. is hands-on. Yeah. So oh yeah, I think I'm more of a blended uh-huh. learner. Uh, you know my ADD. Uh, <laughs> you know, tends to get the best of me sometimes, so. I kind of switch it up. so Wow, that's, wow. Little that's, of that's both. really good.
0: That's very cool. That's yeah. really good. Oh. So all of you out there, if you want to give us a shout that's out right. and tell us, no, just stay with the podcast. I'm an audio <laughs> learner. Or if uh, you say, no, I'm visual. You know, if y'all would start videoing the podcast, it yeah. probably wouldn't sound any different, but at least I could see something. Right. And then maybe, like Jeff, you're saying, hey, I would rather be part of the studio audience, that's which right. just <laughs> really cracks me up to even think of that. So. Right, exactly. I love that. <laughs> well, let, let's get into it. We're in this series right now. Right now, on the church, and by the church, we mean church with a capital C, all of God's people in all times and all ages, all nations, tongues, tribes, languages. Uh, And last week, we wanted to, to start with the foundation, and the church's foundation is not a promise, it's not a principle, it's not a purpose, it is a person that Jesus Christ is the foundation. And Jesus invites us into following him and we become part of the church that the church is a gathering of people and as a church we believe our lowercase c small church saint andrews uh, is a church that is learning how to gather in many different places it's Mm -hmm. not just us coming together on site in our building but learning how to uh, do things differently like the podcast and the digital discipleship Mm -hmm. that we've been talking about and so uh, the foundation must be sure, it must be solid, and, and that's what we talked about last week. But this week we're going to talk about something that when I think of the church, when I read about the church, when I talk to people about the church, whether they are somebody that is deeply passionate and involved in a church, or whether it is somebody who really doesn't have a lot of experience, or they've had negative experience, or somebody that's just like, I, I don't get what y'all do, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> right. um, is all people at some point could possibly have frustration with the church. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I use the example Sunday. I love my kids, but I get frustrated with my kids. Mm -hmm. My kids love me. They get frustrated with me. Sometimes we... Uh, Tend to get frustrated by those things that we love, but other times we get frustrated with things that we just don't understand, Mm -hmm. like asking me to, you know, play video games. (laughs) Like, I don't really get this. I don't see (laughs) the attraction, but my kids loved it, Uh you know. Uh, So, When we talk about frustration, what what are your thoughts? What what are some things perhaps that you hear Mm -hmm. uh, are frustrations either that you have or people express, God, you know, this is frustrating about church.
1: Right, right. Well, let me start out by saying I think that – I think for people that say, "Oh no, I'm not frustrated with the church at all. It's wonderful, and I love it," I, I'd probably have to say to them, "Well, you're probably not very involved in it." Yeah, just just wait. <laughs> exactly. And I if we haven't offended that, you yet, we're it's, we're it's coming. It's coming, right? Just, just don't hold your breath. Um, but I think too, when I look back over the years of being um, a pastor's kid, for you know the first. 19 years of my life before I got married and then, um, and then married to a pastor for the last 21 and a half years and then now being a pastor myself. It's interesting when you think about, uh, I, I don't know how many churches I've been in, honestly. I should count them sometime, but it's probably been at least 10. And, and in every single one of them. I can, I can go back and tell you what was frustrating about all of them. Right. And it's kind of right at the surface when I think about all those churches. As much as I loved the people and as much as I uh, probably would go back to any one of them because they were great, there were definitely frustrations involved. And one of the things that I thought was interesting, D.A., when you and I were visiting with some people about this last week, right. and one of the people we talked to said, well, it's usually the people. Right. that are frustrating and we all laughed and you know my my father-in-law always says, you know um, that well, he always says that if you find the perfect church, then
0: don't go. Don't go yeah. because you'll
1: mess it up because we're people and, right. and we do that. And so uh, anyway, I just think it's interesting that 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 it really is because we are all different. We all have different outlooks. we have different viewpoints, different, um, ideas about things, and and those are going to clash from time to time, and I think it's sad when we allow that clashing to then rise to the level of frustration. And like you talked about in your sermon, you talked about um, going to meltdown. Yeah, from, you know, mild, from mild to meltdown. To meltdown. And, and you know, when we allow the frustration that is naturally going to be there because we are people, if we allow that to get to the point of meltdown, then we probably haven't dealt with it in a healthy way and we've got to be able to talk to each other about what is frustrating and i think a lot of people aren't willing to do that because they're scared of the conflict that might come right
0: you know one thing about american culture it seems to me that most people i know and have met really are uh conflicted verse, you know, that they would avoid conflicts, that Mm -hmm. even when they're offended, they don't speak up because they don't want to stir the pot, even though they themselves may be feeling stirred up. But let's take just a moment before we dive into some of this other stuff, Mm -hmm. and and let's talk about... uh, what are some things that we have heard mm-hmm. that frustrates people mm-hmm. about the church? You know, I shared in the sermon, I, I took my poll, here's what's on my yeah. poll, and maybe we will have some of those same things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeff, feel free to to chime in at this point. What what are frustrations mm-hmm. that, that you hear or you believe people have with the church?
1: Well, definitely... Um like you talked about in the sermon, bureaucracy is something I think that can be extremely frustrating. And I know we'll touch on that more here in a little bit. Uh, Obviously, like this one person said, people can be very frustrating. But Jeff, say what you said last week, because I thought that was really interesting. Oh, uh,
2: we were sitting here kind of Discussion about uh, you know the topic Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, I came up with uh, cash cow or cash cows. Cash cows. Cash cows. <laughs> that'd be,
0: we like those we in the like church. Yeah, we need cash cows, <laughs> That's right.
2: but sacred cows. <laughs> right. You know, uh, tradition of doing things. You know, this is the mm-hmm. way it's always been done, or you know, yeah. processes. You know, um, mm-hmm. um, certain items that have been uh, a standing. Staple mm-hmm. of a church, mm-hmm. you know. Um, We've
1: always done it this way. We can't right. do it any different. Yeah,
2: and I, I think some of those sacred cows could potentially hinder um, the growth mm-hmm. of a church going into a new era. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. I, you okay. know, last week when we were just having that discussion, and you brought that up, one of the things that I have remembered—I I may have shared it before—is a, a pastor who was new in a church, and you know, the, the chancel, the stage area, whatever, you know, name for that people use, uh, he was wanting to make some changes. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, do not move the piano. Whatever you do, do not move the piano. You're not yeah. in your head like you know where this is going. And and what that pastor did was he managed to move it from one side of the chancel to the other. And mm-hmm. someone said, how did you do that? And he said, we moved it a foot every month. Until it got on the (laughs) other side. (laughs) And they said, so at one point, the piano was right in the middle of the chancel. He said, yes. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Because... Evidently for somebody in that church, that was a sacred wow. cow. You cannot yeah. move the piano. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, it's so true. Well, and one time I remember in, in a church that will remain nameless from long ago in my past, but uh, we were trying to change the color of the bathrooms. Like we were trying to update the bathrooms. <laughs> and there was somebody that got furious and almost left the church over the fact that we changed it from like this hideous pinky coral color to a gray. I mean, it yeah. was, it was rough.
0: <laughs> and, you know, change the carpet color. Yes. You know, uh, when I got into ministry, the joke was if it's a Methodist church, it has to have red carpet and a <laughs> center aisle, Right. you know, which uh, we have neither, neither of those here. And so we, we just understand some of those things that are frustrating really are things that we look at and they don't seem to be that important. But then other times there are things that we would say are more important, Mm -hmm. you know, solid disagreements over what the Bible says and what the Bible Mm -hmm. teaches. And, uh, you know, one of my frustrations, I'm sure our folks at St. Andrews know is, you know, this whole struggle with consumer Christianity that, you know, people kind of go into a church and I get everything I want and need. And then when I don't get what I want or need, then I just leave and go to the, the next church. And there's no sense of responsibility of here's, Right. You know what Christ has called us to do, and here's how we carry out the mission of Christ, mm-hmm. and that was not consumer driven. Right. Um, right. And so, uh, well, let let's kind of keep those things as a baseline, and maybe those of you are listening or sitting there writing your own list, even as we talk. <laughs> but uh, when when we think of that list, and we think of you know sacred cows, or you know a, a big one that always comes to mind, that if people get frustrated in church, they get frustrated with music. You know, right, I mean, right. all kinds of things. Um, And so when we talk about the church, we have to know that there are some things about the church that last. right? And there are other things about the church that don't last. And the reason for this is I think things that are built on the foundation, things that really do focus on the life, the death, Mm -hmm. the resurrection of Jesus, those are things that have to last as a church. We are at our best Mm -hmm. when we're focused on Christ in that way. In fact, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, the one who hears my words and puts those words into practice is like the person who built a house on a solid foundation, not on a foundation of sand that gets easily blown away in a storm. Um, And so, you know, you had mentioned bureaucracy, Mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that I think people get frustrated with. Right. in the church is they may not agree with the church's agreed upon way of this is how we make decisions. This is how we do mm-hmm. ministry around here. And somebody says, you know, uh, gosh, I can't even think of an example. So let me just make one up. Let's, mm-hmm. let's say somebody says, you know, I love liturgical dance. We should have liturgical <laughs> dance in right. the church. I love liturgical dance. Yeah. I, I love it when we have liturgical dance in the church. Uh, and somebody says, well, you know, I'm just going to start preparing. A dance every Sunday for me to do in church. <laughs> well, that's not really how it works. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well <laughs> right. how does it work? Now, in, in that particular example, I do have some authority. You have some authority right. to say, well, no, we're not going to do that because here's what the worship plan is <laughs> right. for this week. But if it were a case where we had a worship committee and we said, well, you know, I love the idea, but I can't really say you're going to do that. Yeah. What we do in worship comes through the committee. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden we've got bureaucracy and, right. and people are turned off and they get frustrated because yeah. they can't do what they want to do yeah. because of the decision-making processes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what what are some of your thoughts? Do, do you have a yeah. better example than liturgical oh. dance?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a great example. Um, I think it's interesting with bureaucracy because a lot, just like with many of our frustrations in the church, the actual thing we're frustrated with is not necessarily good or bad in and of itself. Bureaucracy is really meant to help institutions and, and right. so it's not a bad thing in and of itself however it really can impede progress and that's what's hard if it's used correctly and it's done well then it can I think spur on progress but I do think many many times it impedes progress and that's what's hard about um, things like bureaucracy the same is true of people people are wonderful and can help things to progress in the right direction. Or sometimes people can hold things back. And same thing of sacred cows. Sometimes there's that one thing that should be sacred and we should keep it as sacred. But most of the time with sacred cows, it holds us back. And so it's just an interesting thing when you think about it. You
0: know, one of the things that comes to mind uh, in a previous community that I lived in, uh, they had a beautiful sanctuary, big, Mm. you know, stained glass, Mm -hmm. you know, things you think of when you think of a traditional long time church. Uh, And moving into the 90s and into the 21st century, there was desire from people in the church to to use technology more in Mm -hmm. worship and and everything else. And a good friend of mine went to be the pastor of that church and I I knew him and I knew his style of ministry. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I said, well, I'm sure people have told you about, you know, Sister Mary, that wasn't her name. Yeah. Uh, And if you want to do anything in that sanctuary, you got to go through Sister Mary, that she has made it her life's mission, that she is going to stop everything (laughs) unless you do that. And uh, he smiled at me. He said, you know, right after I got there, I kind of knew that. Maybe somebody else had mentioned it to him. He Mm -hmm. said, so you know what I did? He goes, I called her, and I said, I want to take you to Brahms, and I want to eat some ice cream, and I want to hear your story. Uh, And he was able to cast his vision for how they could be – Visual in worship through technology, Mm -hmm. uh, and she was on his side. But there was another family that got mad and left the church because of it. (laughs) Isn't that
1: sad? But don't you love that that he took the initiative to build relationship
0: with
2: her? And I think that's
1: the thing: is when we are willing to to talk with people and really care about people. A lot of times, frustration can be dissolved in that if we're willing to build relationship.
0: Right, and, and I would say those are some of the frustrations that really aren't on the foundation. No. You know, I mean, at St. Andrews, we've always used technology, so the use of a screen for mm-hmm. uh, putting song lyrics up there and everything, it's just never really even been discussed. Now right. it was probably a big deal when the yes. church was started. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I suspect that there were some people that were like, uh, this is not the kind of church we want. Yeah. In fact, I can even tell you a, a person who is a good friend of mine um, started worshiping here, but she grew up in a more traditional style worship mm-hmm. church, and she just finally said, "I prefer to go to church that has hymnals." Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, she did choose to go to yeah. church somewhere else. I you know, there was no hard feelings, there was no right. animosity. but uh, a temptation for us as pastors is really to want to tell people what they wanted to hear. you know, <laughs> right. and, and in that situation, I could have said, gosh, I know exactly what you mean. And and I know there are other people that feel that maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe we should buy some hymnals, Mm -hmm. but I just knew that wasn't our DNA here at St. Andrews. And so not all things are built on the foundation Mm -hmm. and those things may fall away. A hymnal church, a lack of technology church, those things, you know, some churches gear that way. It's because of how they understand themselves. And so you know one of the points of the sermon was something that helps us to avoid frustration mm-hmm. in the church is when we are aligned around a common mission mm-hmm. when we have clarity this is what god is calling us to do god, it may not be the only thing god calls people to do but mm-hmm. this is what god calls us to do right and and at this point we're talking not so much higher case c all god's people in the right. church but lower case c our congregation and our church mm-hmm. and and when we are focused on our mission, it tends to, yeah. you know, just D, de- uh, what's what's the word I want to use? It, mm. it, it kind of keeps frustration down yeah. because everybody knows here's what we're about.
1: Yeah. And I love that, too, because I think you're right. It's easy to get distracted by the frustrations and to keep our eyes off of um you know, off of the main mission. But when we really all focus in on the mission, like here at St. Andrews, our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. And when our foundation is Jesus Christ, and then our mission is to focus on making disciples of Jesus Christ, then, then that is what brings us back to the center. And I think too, it helps us to put in perspective what is frustrating that maybe we don't need to be paying attention to. Right. And maybe what is worth paying attention to uh, is where our focus can align again.
0: One of the things that uh, I love is when people come to me and they say, hey, I've got this idea of something we should do at church. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I really do love it when people come and talk because that says God speaks to other people. God's not just speaking to us, and we're not having to create all the energy or do all the innovating. Um, And one of the questions I will always ask them, y'all have heard me ask this and staff before, Mm -hmm. is how does that help us fulfill the mission of the church? And at that point, I want to say, it may be a good idea, but if it doesn't help us with our mission, Mm -hmm. it's not a God idea, even though God may have laid it on their heart, you know, and they think, Hey, well, this is a good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. Uh It's not God's idea for what we're going to do here at St. Andrews. And Mm -hmm. we have to stay focused on the mission Mm -hmm. in that way. Yeah, that's very, very true. So, um, when we (laughs) do have, uh, a different understanding of what the mission is it is as you said helpful to bring us back to the center mm-hmm. and i think um a, a church not too far from us pastor's a friend of mine when he started the church it's about a year younger than saint andrews mm-hmm. and everybody thought oh wow his style of ministry doing things that's the way we wish all of our churches were mm-hmm. and um when we, you'd talk to him, he'd say, it's not that we do this. Mm -hmm. It's not that we have this kind of music or this kind of response, or Mm -hmm. we do baptism this way, or here's how we take the offering. It was none of that. Mm -hmm. It was, we stay focused on our mission. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we love that people have good ideas, but we're looking for God ideas. And we believe God's ideas are those that help us accomplish our mission. Mm -hmm. And so then there was another thing. And, uh, I, I wish I could say I invented this. I didn't. I read it all the time. I read it <laughs> primarily from uh, Carrie Newhoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is frustration occurs in the church when there are competing visions. Mm-hmm. Several years ago here at St. Andrews, we went through a process. We just feel like we were stuck mm-hmm. as a church. And what do we need to do differently? And we actually partnered with a group called the Unstuck Group. Mm-hmm. Uh And when we were in there and we talked about, here's who we feel like we're best equipped to reach, and here's how we feel like we can best do people. One of the things that uh, our consultant continued to push us on is you cannot have competing visions. We're going to come out of this with the understanding, here's what the vision of this church Mm -hmm. is. And of course, our vision statement was always the same. Mm -hmm. And that's when you have to begin to discern, is this thing helping us achieve Mm -hmm. our mission by reaching toward this vision Mm -hmm. or does it take us in a different direction and when it was taking us a different direction we had to say you know even as great an idea as that is that's not who we are Uh
1: Uh and
0: one of the things I think happens in a church is that people fight Mm -hmm. and it really does damage not just to that church but to God's kingdom Mm -hmm. when there are competing visions mm-hmm. in the church. Have y'all experienced that at all in a church you've been in?
1: Oh, definitely. And it's really sad because it kind of reminds me of a tug-of-war game because when both when both parties are pulling against each other, you don't go anywhere. Like nobody right. goes anywhere, so you just get stuck. And it's sad because a lot of times people are unwilling to... Um, I hate to say give in to because it's not really giving in, but they're they're unwilling to see something from another person's perspective and they're unwilling to say, okay, where is the compromise in this? And how can we actually get on the same side and push towards the same direction instead of pulling against each other? And it's just, I think, very sad when the energy and the effort of a church is taken up in that type of argument.
0: I think of the church of my youth, I've decided... Uh, when I talk about the church of my childhood, Mm -hmm. that's when I lived in Frederick, the church of my youth was up on the northwest side of Oklahoma City. And and when I talk about that church, and the church of my youth is no longer open. Uh, It it closed, uh, I don't know, five years ago or so. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I would say about that church was it was a group of people who never had a fight that they couldn't embrace. (laughs) They just really (laughs) Really loved
2: loved
1: to
0: fight. And I, I look at that and I try to, Go back to that vision and what was the vision of the church? I can't really tell you. Oh, wow.
1: Interesting.
0: Uh, but I remember there was a meeting. We were getting ready to go on a youth trip. I think I was in college, so I was one of the sponsors. And I remember uh, our pastor, who was a very strong personality and offered strong leadership, mm-hmm. you know, doing all this. And then I remember another man in the church in this meeting standing up and opposing the pastor mm, mm-hmm. and I thought, Oh, you know, people do that. I mean, I had never experienced that before mm-hmm. and just kind of felt in my own spirit, this, this fear that things are falling apart and things yeah. are, are not going back. And when I look back on that, I'm saying, okay, yeah, they had different visions. Mm-hmm. The, the pastor had a vision. This man had a vision uh, and there were probably some other people yeah. that had a vision Uh, And what they never did, you know, use word compromise. I want to use a a different word. They never sat down to compose Mm. vision together. Uh, They they just, they didn't sit down and say, you know, is this a both and thing instead of an either or thing? And I think back to that. And I'm like, you know, and here's the other thing. Every time that church was having a fight. The mission was not being accomplished. Right. People were not coming into the church. People were not coming to faith in Christ mm-hmm. because at that point the competing visions got us so focused on seeing this one thing that we were missing the thing that right. we should have been looking at, and that is trying to build on the foundation.
1: Right. Exactly. So so good. Well, as I'm as I'm thinking about um, our listeners today, and I'm thinking some of you out there may be thinking, okay, this is this is great information. It, it resonates, it connects for anybody who's ever been a part of a church ever. But you also may be thinking, okay, this, this may be good advice for pastors as they're leading churches, but what can I do as a, as a member of a church? And, you know, my advice to you would be, don't be afraid to visit with your pastor and and come, and whether you're a part of St. Andrews or you're part of another church, go and sit with your pastor and say, what is it that I can do to help progress us forward with the mission of our church? How can I be supportive? How can I be in alignment with what God is calling us to do? Because, you know, as a pastor, we get a lot of people who come in and tell us things that we're doing wrong, and it's really nice to have somebody come in and say, I want to know what I can do to help with this. So if you are a member of a congregation, I would just encourage you to do that and and invite your pastor out to lunch or come sit in their office and say, what can I do to be in alignment with the mission?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. Recently, and and, and this was, you know, a, a painful experience in some ways and a, a joyful one another. Someone in the church came and said, I just don't feel like I am... Wanting to go the direction the church mm-hmm. is going. And, you know, like, uh, you because know, we, we want right. people that are part of our community of faith to, to like what we're doing and like where we're going. But they, they were very honest with me. Right. It wasn't a mean conversation. Nobody raised their voice. We right. were very honest and direct with each other. And what that brings me back to, again, is being aligned with our mission. Our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not our mission to get members. Right. Now, don't misunderstand that. We love members. Mm-hmm. We want members. We want people to feel a sense of belonging to, mm-hmm. but also commitment on behalf of what Christ has called us to do. Right. Um, but when, you know, my thing is, if, if you don't like this, you know, maybe here's a church mm-hmm. that would be fulfilling to you. Maybe mm-hmm. this is a church that could speak to you in such a way that you can grow better as a disciple. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, we we haven't really offered any solutions. <laughs> <laughs> We've just said, here's what we think will help frustration go down. But I think your words are very wise when people can sit down and and talk and discuss and maybe in that point we come to a different understanding or a different composition of what that vision is and Mm -hmm. and how we live that out so any closing thoughts you have
1: well i just i just would encourage our our listeners that you know the church uh, has been around for a very long time and even even hell cannot overcome the church because our foundation is Jesus Christ. Next week's sermon. That's right, exactly. <laughs> this so, Sunday sermon. So I should tune say. in. Tune in on Sunday. That's exactly right. But I just want to encourage you that even with the frustrations that we have with the people within the church or the things that frustrate us, that truly the foundation of the church is. Jesus Christ. And so when you begin to get frustrated with what's going on in your local church or the church as a whole, then I would just encourage you to come back to the foundation and and talk to God about it. Talk to God about your frustrations because he is big enough and able to carry those with you and to help you see a way through them to a place where you feel Um, where you feel whole. And so I would just encourage you to do that. I'm so glad that you have joined us today. What a great thing it is to be back on our podcast. And we would love to see you on site here at St. Andrews. Uh, We have three services, 815, 930, and 1050 on Sunday mornings. Or you can catch us online at Facebook or YouTube at 815 or 1050. So I hope you'll join us. And also check out our YouTube channel. We got some cool things going on there as well. And check out our Facebook page because there's always good things happening there too we pray for you we're grateful for you
0: and we hope you have a wonderful week hey friends d.a bennett st andrews community united methodist church i want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our youtube channel again it's under the church's name and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day so if you're looking for another venue maybe that will work for you god bless